But I want to talk about being armed intercession. Armed intercession is just another way for me to say an opportunity to preach about praying the Word of God. I just finished a three-day global conference with some missionary leaders from around the world. We, had it, we did it online, obviously. We had leaders from Brazil, a lot, most of them from South Korea. Some of them were getting up at four in the morning. It was evening here. And they would get up, and I uh, had the privilege of leading the global prayer room. And so we would have a roaring prayer meeting with some pretty strong intercessors and an apostolic brother helping me lead that's a Korean guy who's one of the, I think, premier leaders of mission into North Korea. And so we had this amazing conference, and we did this, and again, I got to work with prayer. When it got done, it was really, we were having a leadership meeting late one night online and talking a little bit what had happened and what we learned. And the lead apostolic guy leading the thing said, was, was, anyway, said some nice things to me and about me leading the prayer, and everybody was just kind of summing up, and that's not important. But he said, Sam um, did something for us that was very important. He goes, I've, I've got some passionate intercessors here, 300 just passionate intercessors. We brought 30 to 40 of them here. I've been talking to them for quite a while about praying the Word of God. He goes, Sam was doing that perpetually every day. He kept leading us in praying scripture. Well, I don't know how to do anything else. So it wasn't like, you know, that was on purpose, if you will, to introduce something new to them. But he said he took us to another level. Now, pardon me that that was me talking about me a little bit. But the point is this. It reminded me, I told Amy, I take it for granted this praying the Bible. We talk about it all the time, but it is the fuel and the power of how we're going to change planet Earth is when we pray the dynamic Word of God. And it was something for me to hear what I think are the greatest prayers on the planet, which are in South Korea and in China. These people roar. I mean, there's, <laughs> they just roar. You hang on for dear life when you're in prayer meetings with them. And, um, and it's, so it's just awesome. But that they needed some training and encouragement to pray the Word was just an awesome thing. It's not enough just to pray passionately. It's not enough just to pray prophetically. Do that. I'm pro that. I'm pro you passionately. I need help. I need help. Today, do this, do that. That's great, okay? Pray prophetically. I sensed this phrase. I had this vision. We love that, okay? But it's not the fullness. The fullness of praying, if you really want to, is praying the Word of God. That we have the apostolic and prophetic revelation right here. We can execute God's promises and remind them to him is an amazing thing. I don't have this verse, but Isaiah 62, 6 and 7. The Lord Yahweh, Isaiah 62, 6 and 7. You all look at it later. He says, he says, I appointed watchmen. I stood them on the wall who would cry out to me day and night and remind me of my promises, that they would, these watchmen would bring me into remembrance. Now, God never forgets, but he wants us to come into agreement with the word of God and to say the promises of God back to him so there's a manifestation of power upon planet earth. So, one of the phrases I call this is armed intercession. And I think I've taken it for granted that everybody does this, everybody knows to do this, but I just want to keep saying it here, and it's for you that are here, and I'm preaching the choir with some of you. But for those that will listen a little bit later, this is very important. I'm as committed as ever to training internationally, raising up 100,000 intercessors in the state of Kansas that are all praying the same word of God at the same time. We're going for that so that there's a mighty movement out of Kansas. 
And I don't think it's going to come through us getting better preachers and better plans. It's going to be when you and I execute the word of God in the spirit realm. And so why am I, do I believe this? John 15, 7. If you remain or abide in me, Jesus says, and my words abide in you or remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is a powerful thing from our king. If you'll abide and remain in me, that means walking and being in the Holy Spirit and add this dynamic to it. Let the word of God abide, dwell. That, that word there in the Greek is be at home and be familiar with the word of God. If you'll let that abide in you and you're abiding in me, that's going to produce a power arc, if you will, of release where you can ask whatever you wish. And I'm telling you, your whatever, your whatever needs to be trained and fueled by the word of God. He's not just giving us carte blanche, get whatever you want. Get you your seventh Cadillac. And get, that, that's where some of this stuff's gone off the rails, okay? That's not the point. The point, we want to be informed, tutored by, and we want to have our whatever aligned with the Word of God. And I promise you, whatever we ask according to the Word of God, we're going to get that thing. It's going to be manifest for us on planet Earth. So that's number one. Number two well, let me just say, let me make this couple statements, by the way. The most powerful moments in thousands of prayer meetings that I've been in, by the grace of God, since the 90s, is that, that I've attended is the, is the Spirit-inspired moments of praying the Scripture. When someone under the inspiration of the Spirit in a prayer meeting quotes a Bible verse, you just, I mean, there's just like this force, this something that happens in the prayer meeting. Secondly, the most powerful tool for getting the Word of God in my heart through these last 43 years and memorized has been praying the scriptures privately. When I pray the scriptures privately, I begin, it gets in me. I can read it and I kind of remember it, especially if it strikes me and spirit teaches me, it's wonderful. But when I get it in my heart, say it out with my tongue, with desire in prayer, something happens inside me. I start to see it not just with my eyes, I begin to see it with my heart. I see the development. Does that make sense to you? And so I just want to encourage, you want to know the Bible better? Pray the Bible. Start at Psalms 1. Start wherever. It's just a powerful thing. So that's my thing there. Then in Ephesians 6, 17 and 18, look at this. Take up in the middle of the armor of God, take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray, the immediate verse after that, pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, keep on alert, praying for all God's people. Um, the only piece of the armor, this doesn't mean it's more important, that gets extra explanation is the sword of the Spirit. Every one of them, it's helmet of salvation, it's shield of faith. I mean, powerful. All of them demand sermons or three on, on themselves, okay? But this is the only one. And take up the sword of the Spirit, comma, which is this. It's the Word of God. It's the Word of God. And so, what does the Spirit, Holy Spirit, use as a primary weapon of slaying the enemy? It's the very Word of God. And this was the context of what he was talking about, actually the Torah at that time. But it's the Word of God, the Scriptures. And so, you and I, when we begin to use the Word of God, watch, I want to say this. Praying the Word of God under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit is like going nuclear on the kingdom of darkness. 
I really believe that. I know it's a dramatic statement. I had to look it up and make sure I wasn't misusing the metaphor. But praying the Word of God under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, when I take it and the, it's, a, it's a son of God, <laughs> praying the Word of God by the Spirit of God, in the name of God, Jesus, before God the Father, it's like you go nuclear, really, on the enemy. You begin to release power in a powerful way. Now, I'm not saying you passionate, worked up, and using your own language. It's not powerful it's in, if it's in faith. I'm not trying to demean that. But I just want you to know, I got a guaranteed way for you to unleash power. And the guaranteed way it is you execute the sword of the spirit in the spirit realm. That's what we're doing on, during this hour of prayer here. That's why we're locked in on praying the word and reading it, singing it, is because when we do it, we believe something manifests in the spirit realm. Now, I can't wait to get, I mean, my first million years in the new heaven and the new earth, I want to watch the videos of what happened when you and I prayed. I want to see what happened in the spirit realm. I only get one picture, really, of it, and it's in the book of Daniel, in Daniel 10. Daniel's praying the word of God, Daniel 9 into 10, and I watch angels war in the spirit realm. Michael and Gabriel are warring with the prince of Persia, a demon. And it's kind of cool. It kind of gets you going. I'm like, wow, wonder what else is going on. When Jesus prayed, when Paul prayed, when you and I prayed a while ago, what was going on in the spirit realm? What were angels doing? What were demons doing? Well, we're on a need-to-know basis, and obviously we didn't need to know. <laughs> but I'm going to ask when I get up there if I'm not too consumed with his glory, which that tells you what's going to happen. But I'm excited about, and I'm believing with all of my heart, you and I, the body of Christ, armed with the Word of God, praying the Word of God, living the Word of God, preaching the Word of God, will bring change to planet Earth. I know it won't be presidents, White Houses, governments, senates. And it's you and I. We're the ecclesia. And we have been armed. We've got some protection stuff, helmets and shields, and that keeps stuff off of us. But this is the offensive weapon right here. You want to get it in the heart of the enemy and knock him off of you? This is it right here, okay? And may the Lord awaken our hearts. So, just a couple hows. Number one, how did I do this? Pray the prayers of the Bible. Pray the prayers of the Bible. You need a script? Go to Daniel 9 and pray Daniel's prayer. The 150 Psalms are almost all prayers. It's the prayer book of the Bible. Ephesians 1, 17, 18, there's like 20 apostolic prayers. Pray the Lord's Prayer. Pray John 17. No one in here should tell me I don't have stuff to pray. We've given, given the script of heaven to execute prayer, to pray like people under the inspiration of the Spirit. It's just glorious. Pray the prophecies of the Bible. Find the prophecies of what's going to happen. We're, that's what we're doing with Revelation. We tonight prayed with confidence about four trumpets that are going to be sounded. Literally an angel is going to take a censer and scoop and hurl the prayers of the saints down to the earth and crush the Antichrist kingdom. You and I with confidence can pray prophecies that are in the Bible because God's going to accomplish them. Number three, pray the promises of the Bible. Philippians 4.19, my God shall supply all your needs according to riches. There's just mountains and mountains of promises that you could pray and make verbal and in dialogue with you and the Lord. And then lastly, pray the plots of the Bible. That was me just wanting to be illiterate and do another P. And really what that means is the history, the stories. 
I love taking the David and Goliath story. I enter into the drama. I become David. Goliath is whatever problem that's before me, and I'm worked up. <laughs> Here we are. There's Sammy in his little shepherd loincloth with his little slingshot, and I'm going to take me something down. I'm going to prophesy like David did. I look at it, and I see David prophesying. This is what's going to happen, Goliath. You know, we've done this so many times. I just love it. It's got so much boxing on it. But him running up to that giant who's mocking and cursing, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to kill you, cut your head off, and feed the whole army to the birds of the air. That's awesome. So I take that scenario, and I enter into my valley with my Goliath, and it fuels my heart with faith. Does that make sense? And so there's a ton of those, Daniel in the lion's den. I don't care what it is. Get the plots, the storylines of the Bible. Let them fuel your heart, and then you'll begin, I think, to see powerful prayer. So um, my, one of my primary missions, I'm going to pray for it right now. I'm going to pray for you, pray for everybody that's listening. But I felt like the Spirit said this to me, arm the body of Christ. Arm the body of Christ. She's walking around weaponless at times. It's not that you don't have it. That's not the right scenario. It's that we're not using them. We need to unsheath our sword and begin to execute this thing. And so the tragedy of our boredom with the Bible is more than we nod off during sermons. That's not the tragedy. Tragedy is that we're not executing kingdom violence against an enemy that's killing human beings. And you and I are the only ones that can do it. And so we want to get people alive in the Word of God. And I want, I want to get you kingdom missioning with the Word of God. We want to, man, can you imagine? Anybody just dream with it? Can you imagine 100,000 people every day in Kansas praying the same Bible verses? It's like 200,000 hands, if we double hand it, <laughs> that are on this sword, and we're just wielding it in the spirit realm for the glory of God. That's a goal I'll spend my life for. Everybody Okay. I guess I could try to make a good church where a bunch of people want to come and listen to me, but I think I'd rather just devastate the kingdom of darkness. Amen. So here we go. Father God, in the name of Jesus, arm the body of Christ. Release revelation, those listening, watching, and those here. I pray for a fresh revelation about the sword of the Spirit. Nothing beyond biblical, what, exactly what you meant by it, what we want. Praying, praying the word too, Lord God. I just pray, abiding in you, the word abiding in us, and then us asking big things of a big God who does Ephesians 3.20. He's, he answers above and beyond all we ask or imagine. But Lord, let us pray in the will of God by praying the word of God and bringing devastation to the enemy of God, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So, I'm going to ask this, and I don't have any way to check up on you. But everybody that will pray at least one Bible verse this week, say amen. amen. See, most of you. I can't check up on any of you. But the Lord does, right? I, I, I dare you. I dare you to do it. Pray the word. Pray the word. Get alone. Pray it. Say it. Get it in your mouth. Say it. Say it out loud. And say it to him in a dialogue, not a monologue where you're just thinking about. I mean, it's good to meditate the word, but have dialogue with the Lord about this thing. Amen.